Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. So we started a series last week called Fight for It. Fight for It. And we're going to continue with the part two of that this morning. And I've titled this one, Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Amen. Father, we thank you. The entrance of your word brings light and understanding. Lord, we pray that even as we go into this time of the word, we pray that you will speak to us in the name of Jesus. And at the end of today, may we be doers of your word and not just hearers. For in Jesus' precious name, we pray. In Jesus' name we prayed. Signed, sealed, delivered. Thank you. Signed, sealed, delivered. Have have you ever ordered for something, you know, and for some reason it never gets it never gets to you? You know, even though it's been sent. And you know, maybe it goes to someone else's address, or it says delivered, and you're looking outside and you're <laughs> I can't see. As a matter of fact, to even make it worse, it says signed for. By who? <laughs> signed for by, by who? You know, I, I ordered something for um, the church um, two months ago. You know, very big item. And um, they said it was going to take seven days. Seven days for it to be delivered. So seven days came. No delivery. Fourteen days. No delivery. 21 days, no delivery. 28 days, no delivery. And I kept on calling and saying, okay, I'm, I'm waiting for this thing. I can't see it. And he said, we, we, we've sent it. We've sent it, but I can't, I can't see it. Can you look for it? Okay, da, da, da. Anyway, they contacted the shipper. And the shipper said, we're, we're looking for it. <laughs> now, it's not a small package in an envelope. I'm talking of a truck load, as in an entire truck. You know, the 14-wheeler truck, that's what the item is. How do you lose <laughs> an entire truck? So I called this, um, sent an email this Monday, didn't get a response. And of course, you know, it's, it's been almost two months now. Now I'm upset. You know, now I'm upset. You know, I, I called not as PJ, but as GD, I called myself, because now they've gotten me, they've gotten me very upset. I said, it's bad enough that I haven't gotten the item. It's almost two months. Now I'm sending you an email. You're not responding. I need my money back. I need my money back. And then the same day, I got an email and they said, unfortunately, we're sorry, but the shipper lost. The shipper lost the, lost the item. I don't know how you lose an entire truck. I kid you not. I don't know how you lose an entire truck. But anyway, I said, okay, that's between you and the shipper. Send me my money back. You know. And it's amazing that a lot of times, even in our spiritual life, when we're talking about prayers, God releases answers 
but most times there are interceptions between the release and the delivery. You're praying. He has heard you. But for some reason, you're not getting answers. The issue really isn't with the seller, you know. Because the seller got the order and the seller gave it to the shipper. Right? Two different companies. The issue is not with the one receiving, though. Because I did what I'm supposed to do. I paid for the good. The issue is with the one in the middle. And a lot of times, whenever we pray to God, God hears us. God says in Jeremiah 33, he says, I pray, call unto me, and I will answer you. He says, I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So calling is not the problem, especially if we don't call amiss. But there are certain things that happen between the release of the answer and the delivery here on earth. And this morning, we're going to be unpacking some things this morning. But first of all, I want you to go with me into Daniel chapter 10. Daniel 10, we're going to read from verse 12 to 14. Now, let me give you a little background of this. Daniel prayed to God and asked God for something. God showed him something and he wanted an answer. But the answer didn't come as expected. So, this is where we are. Daniel 10 now says, Then he said to me, Do not fear. An angel appeared to Daniel. Do not fear, Daniel. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days? For the vision refers to many days to come. So Daniel prayed to God. Whenever you pray to God, God sends angels. Angels are God's messengers. They are the ones, they are the shepherds. They are the ones that bring the answers. They are the delivery men. So Daniel prayed. And then God sent an angel. Go meet Daniel and give him his answer. But guess what happened to the angel? It was intercepted. It's amazing, right? It was intercepted. <laughs> For 21 days. You know, when you read that scripture, some people will tell you, oh, the angel, it was a physical, uh, it was a physical attack. You know, some will tell you it was a spiritual attack. But I would say that physical forces and spiritual forces that can stand in the way of your delivery. There are two forces that can stand in the way of your delivery. But first thing I want you to know from here is this. Your answer when you pray to God can be intercepted. Your answer can be what? It can be intercepted. Not because God didn't hear you. The second thing is this. Your answer could be a yes, it could be a no, and it could be a not now. 
Either way, it's an answer. It could be a yes. It could be a no. It could be a what? Not now. As a matter of fact, <laughs> you're guaranteed to get an answer. You're just not guaranteed to get the answer you want. You're guaranteed to do what? To get an answer. You're just not guaranteed to get the answer you want. The angel said that from the first day that you prayed, we heard you. And from that first day, your answer was dispatched. You know, a lot of times I think we think, oh, whenever we pray to God, God has this shelf where, oh, okay, oh, this is um, Damien's prayer. Let's put it here. Um, oh, this is Konika's prayer. Okay, to-do list for tomorrow. Oh, um, this is Christine's prayer. Mm, we can get to this on Monday. You know, a lot of times we think that's how God, God, God already knows all your needs for your entire life before you came. Come on. And the third thing I, want, I also wanted to know is this. There are physical and spiritual forces contending with your answers. Physical forces can come in the form of, 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 of your actions. There are times when we pray to God, but our actions, our actions stand in the way of the delivery of our answers. Our actions. Our actions. Why do you want that thing? Why do you want it? Is it to show off? Why? Is it to be proud? Sometimes our lifestyle can stand in the way of our answers. Sometimes the words of our mouth, you just finished praying and you're speaking negativity on the prayer. You just finished asking God for something and you're speaking doubt on it. You are the one intercepting the release of your answers. Not just physical forces, but there are also spiritual forces. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Ephesians 6, 12 or so, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, there are, there, are, there are forces. This force, you don't see them. You don't have to see them, but they are legit. Like, they are there. They are there. They are, they are, Daniel said, the, the, the prince of Persia, you know, were the ones that, you know, we stood in. There's a prince of Baltimore. Yeah. They call them territorial spirits. Some of you might have never heard this before, you know, you might sound, you know, like, you know, some, uh, what's that thing, what's, uh, you know, Game of Thrones kind of thing. No, but it's not, it's, it's more than that. This is real. There are territorial spirits. Even where you work is a territory. There are some people there, you know, who would look at you as a child of God and say, you know what, I'll do everything to make sure that you don't advance. So those spirits are there. In heavenly places, between the heavens and the earth, it was coming from heaven. But something happened between there and here. But this morning, I'm going to talk about four things that I know are very potent that would ensure that every time you call upon God, your answer is delivered to you. And in the name of Jesus, that would always be your testimony. I said, in the name of Jesus, that would always be your testimony. The first thing is this. 
you have to engage in a fast. Engage in a what? Fast, fast. Fasting delivers answers. For Daniel, you know, when Daniel called God, it was unusual for him not to get an answer. It was unusual. So when he saw that, he said, wow, what's going on here? He went into a fast. He went into a fast. For 21 days, he went into a fast. When you fast, what you're doing is you're sending an alert to heaven. Mayday, mayday, something has happened here. I know you sent the answer, but something, you, you got to check on the angel, check on your boy, something, yeah, I didn't get anything here. That's what fasting, guess what? Fasting delivers answers, especially when dealing with cases of delays, hindrances, and spiritual manipulation. Delays. You look at your life, and you know without a doubt that I shouldn't be here. You know, so for some reason, I, I, sh I should be in a better position now. You know, you, 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 you see, you know, things happen or things are happening in your life right now and causing delays. You might be calling for a fast. It's unusual for you. You used to have, you were going in a particular progression. But for some reason, so, you know, things are just happening. Not just that. Whenever hindrances happen, you know, hindrances, whenever they happen, meaning that, you know, opportunities come your way. But for some reason, you're just hindered. You know, you don't have, you know, for example, you, do, you don't have the right, let, let's say, um, um, residential status to gain access to some opportunities. That can be a hindrance. You go into a fast. Spiritual manipulations, that one comes in different forms. I shared a testimony here once, you know, um, I, I, I was working at a place, had applied for the job. They had, you know, called me. You know, as a matter of fact, when I, when I shared it, they were the ones that even applied for me, they called me. You know, went for the first interview, it was good, we like you. Went for the second one, it was good, we like you. Went for the third one, it was good, we will hire you. The letter is coming next week. You know, next week, second week, no letter, third week, no letter. First month, no letter, second month, ah-ah. Uh -uh. Spiritual manipulation. Manipulation. That called for a fast. Everything standing in the way of this letter. Begin to move. Right now. There was a season I was applying for a job, and for some reason, every job I applied for, they would send me a message and say, Oh, the 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 we, we don't need the the position has been pulled away. We don't need anyone for that position anymore. I'm like, why is it the ones I'm applying for that you don't need people for anymore? Spiritual what? Manipulation. You go into a fast. A fast. My wife and I were believing God for something. And we just, you know, we fasted this past week. And it ended on Friday. And that same day, what we were believing God for, this same Friday we ended, I got two calls from her of answers. That same day. Before we came for Reckless. Reckless was on Friday, right? So Reckless for me was a time of thanksgiving and thanking God for victory. If you don't fast now, you know, 
this is a good time to begin to do that. For some of you, it might be just spiritual growth or empowerment. You wait on God. If you've never fasted before, you can start by, you know, God, you know, just, you know, just maybe till 12 o'clock, just miss breakfast. It's okay. Yeah, that's a starting point. Don't go and start like Daniel, 21 days. You might, you might not, you, you will not like God. <coughs> don't, don't start with that. You know? 12 p.m., you break your fast. You pray. You know, while you're waiting on God, you're praying. If you're praying for God, if you're praying to God, for example, for the, if you're praying for the peace of God, you need peace where you work. You have a good job, solid. But for some reason, they keep disturbing you there. They keep, just pray, God, I want your peace. And then you go into the scripture, and everything God says about peace, you begin to read. You know, you find scriptures that talks about the peace of God that passes understanding. Father, what does this mean? How do I apply it? Because in your waiting on him, it will show you things. It will give you answers. It will send people to you. It will speak to you. But you can never wait on God in vain. <clears throat> if you've been fasting and breaking at maybe 12, you know, for like the past three years, it's okay to promote yourself. You know, just move up a little. You know, three, six, just, just move up. Now, let me teach you something about fasting right here. In Luke chapter 4, verse 2, this is Jesus. He was led up into the spirit. And when he came back, it says that being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days, he ate nothing. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. When you fast, you are denying yourself of food and drinks. The only thing is, you know, depending on the nature of your work, for some reason of, or, or, or whatever it is, you know, you can get very dehydrated. So it's okay to take a little water. It's okay, because we don't want you fainting. And nobody can do deliverance for you at work. So just, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, you can take some water. Fasting is denying yourself of food and what? Not denying yourself of Instagram. I've had people say they are doing social media fast. <laughs> There's nothing like that. It's like Jesus saying that I'm doing sightseeing fast. What's that? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Don't fall for that. There is nothing like that. You're denying yourself of food and water. Not I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones today. Who told you that's the fast? <laughs> now, in that moment, you can say, you know what? <clears throat> I, I also want to stay away from any form of entertainment. Whenever I fast, you'll never find me on any social media. You won't. My wife knows that. You know, I, I won't, you know, just to avoid distractions because it's the time between me and God and I'm seeking for something. So I have to pay attention. You know, the things you expose yourself to can give you wrong answers in the midst of you waiting on God. You don't want to finish seven days and your angel is still in, in being withheld <laughs> in the heavenlies. You don't want that. So there's nothing like from fasting from, fasting from, from YouTube. Anyway. <clears throat> so, number two, what else do you do? You engage 
in praise. In what? Praise. Come on, someone say praise. <clears throat> Very interesting story in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Story of <clears throat> the people of Ammon, Moab, and Monseer. So they went to attack the people of Judah. And Jehoshaphat was the king. Very interesting story. When you guys get home, you know, you should try to read these stories. I, I enjoy this one a lot. It's like, it's like, you know, action with drama and all that. And it's, when you read it, it's really nice. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Then Jehoshaphat went to God and said, these people are coming. They want to take over our land and this and that. And, you know, what do we do? What do we do? You know, we're so scared. You know, Lord, we need your help. The people went into a fast and all that. And God now answered and gave him an instruction. Then he now gave the instructions to the people. And he said, and when he had, from verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who would sing to the Lord and who would praise, praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Monseir, who had come against Judah, and they were what? Defeated. They were defeated. When you praise God, praise compels God to action. Praise does what? Come on, come on, say with confidence. Praise does what? It compels God to action. When you praise, God said, just praise me and don't bother about it. I'll take care of them. I'll take care of them. As a matter of fact, when you read that story, the end of that story shows that they started fighting each other. They, started, they, fight, they fought each other. They, they killed each other. They all killed each other. The people of Judah didn't even have to raise a sword. All they were doing was just praising God. Just praising God. When you praise God, God doesn't send any angel. He is the one that comes down himself. You see what he says? He says that, and God sets ambushes. The Lord himself, the Lord himself did what? Sets ambushes against the people. Himself. It means he set traps. For the people. There are a lot of places where they are talking about you, where your cases have been determined. You want to get into a school. Are you on the admission committee? You're not there now. Are you the ones marking your paper for your exams? Did you mark your papers for your exams? You didn't mark it now. There are places where they're discussing about the things you've submitted. You went for the interview. You think they won't talk after the interview? whether they were hire you or not. So what you do is when you go into the mode of prayer, what you're saying is, God, you be the one to advocate and fight for me. So somehow, God just raises someone in that committee of people talking about you, and the person finds himself defending you, even though he doesn't even know who you are. He finds himself defending you. He finds himself saying, you know, you know what? But we have to hire this person. Just praise. Praise God. Praise God. Just, you know, turn on that playlist 
all day. If you go on the Image app, we have several playlists there. We have one by Ignite. We have um, you know, Image Radio. Just, just turn on something and just listen to it. Just listen. Just praise. Just praise. You know, at work, if you're allowed to turn on a little bit, yeah, fuck, go ahead. If you're allowed to put on your headphones, go ahead. Just praise him in your own, you know, in your closet. Just, just worship, just dance. Dance and thank him. <laughs> thank him. When you're doing that, God hears and God comes. No devil, is, no devil can ever intercept God. No. What's the third thing? I've spoken about fasting and prayer, right? And fasting and praise, right? The third thing you do is you testify. You do what? You testify. Question for you. What did you do with the last thing God did for you? What did you do? The last miracle he did for you. The last testimony he gave to you. What did you do with it? There was a man that Jesus healed in the Bible. The gospel according to Mark. Chapter 15, chapter 5 from verse 19. It says, but Jesus said, no, go home to your family. The guy wanted to follow Jesus. Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Tell everything he has done for you. When you testify, he is magnified. Because what you're saying is, I'm not going to share in this glory because I know if it were just me, this wouldn't have happened. But this is the power of God at work. Testify. The book of Psalms, chapter 22, verse 22 says, Psalms 22, 22 says that, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. That's why we call people out. I will proclaim your name <laughs> amongst my brothers and sisters, the people of God. I will praise you among the assembled people. If you ever wonder why, why the, what, what's this whole testimony thing, why they call people on stage? That's the reason why. To inspire someone. To motivate someone. To let someone know that, you know what, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you as well. That's why. Revelation 12 verse 11 says that we overcome the devil. By the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. The enemy is mad when he hears your testimony. Every time he sees anyone stand up here or we read a testimony up here, he's, he's livid. Because that means he lost. <laughs> and you won. Whenever God does anything for you, you might be here. And you know, he has done certain things for you. Some of you have shared some testimonies with me, and I've not seen you share it with the assemble of people. The assembled people. You shared it with a single person. But you need to share it with the assembled people. Fill out that form. It's on the app. Stop by guest services. Let people know that God 
still does signs and wonders. Still does signs and wonders. Testimonies breed testimonies. When you thank him for the one he has done, the book of Psalms 67 from verse 5 to 6 says that, let the people praise thee, O Lord, let the people praise thee. Then the earth shall yield its what? Increase. God, our own God, shall do what? Shall bless us. When you testify, the earth yields its increase, meaning that you get more testimonies. And who gets the glory? God. Our own God. He blesses us directly. I'll leave you with this last thing. This fourth thing. One of the exercises to engage in to ensure that your release is not intercepted is giving. It's giving. Let me show you something in this very popular scripture, especially if you grew up in a Christian home. You'll have heard this. You've been in church. You've been around church quite a few times. And when we talk about tithing, we talk about what scripture is that? Amen. Malachi 3. Pull it up. <laughs> Malachi 3.10 says that bring all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Now, this is where I'm going. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive. When you give out of what God has given you, the only issue you would have is storage, not interception. God pours it out. Who can stand what God pours out from heaven? You just want to burn. No one can stand in the way of whatever God pours out from heaven. He says, I will pour you out a blessing. And the only issue you would have would be you will not be able to contain the things I'm pouring out. Because I don't stop pouring. As long as you keep giving, I would never stop pouring. He's giving you a job. He's provided for you. You asked him and he answered you. Now he's saying that out of that, can you entrust me with a, as little as 10% of your income consistently? Con what? Consistently. Not making God second or everything else goes, yeah, okay, God, okay, so what's there? Okay, yeah, we can do this. Giving opens up that channel of your answers and your delivery. This is how you receive from God. At least this, if you can engage in this four, in this four thing, the heavens will just begin to open up for you in every area. And I see that being your testimony in the name of Jesus. There's something I don't have up here, but I really feel it's important to touch on. And I'll make that my fifth point. You can write it down. And that's forgiveness. Forgiveness. Open up Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Let's look at verse 13. Matthew 6, 13. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's when Jesus was teaching the disciples about prayer. And guess the next thing he said? Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Next. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you. Forgiveness or unforgiveness can stand in the way of your prayers. Your answers are also contingent on your forgiveness. Stop fasting and praying and then keeping malice and holding grudges and saying, I will never forgive this person. Don't, don't bother fasting. Don't bother praying. It's okay. Forgive. For some of you, that's the only thing you have to do. You fast. You praise. You pray. You give. You're diligent. You're faithful. But all you have to do is do what? Is forgive. Is forgive. If you call me and tell me this is the case, this is what happened. PJ, you don't understand. This is the summary of what I will tell you is to do what? Forgive. Not for their own sake, but for your own sake. For your own sake. As we conclude this morning, engage in fasting for delivery. Engage in praising for delivery. Engage in testifying for delivery. Engage in giving for delivery. And the one I just spoke about, engage in what? Forgiveness for delivery. Have you been blessed this morning? Come on, rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet this morning. Father, we thank you. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.